Hello, and welcome to this episode of Irreligiosity 2.0, the one true podcast, and the only podcast to say what the fuck is going on in this country, Chuck. What the fuck's going on? Are we really the Uh, only podcast to say that? I feel like maybe there are maybe one or two other podcasts. No, nobody's asking. That's it. Where's the the media? Not there. They're not asking. No podcasts are asking. It's just, what the fuck's going on? You know, somebody kneels as a protest against racism, and now I have to listen to fucking patriotism in the NFL like every day. Every day. It's like, it's all about patriotism now. That's not the argument. That's not the protest. There's what a is the protest? The what is me. the argument? <laughs> the argument is the police are targeting people of color with a racial bias and shooting and killing them a little bit more than they do other people. Well, I would hope that these NFL players could uh, perhaps choose a less uh, violent means of, uh, oh, wait a second, a less offensive, that's what I meant, a less (laughs) offensive means of uh, getting their point across. You seriously, this is... This is the least offensive protest like ever, and and so much problem with it. Are you kidding? The people who watch the NFL are subjected to uh, (laughs) video images transmitted across the airwaves, paid for by the way by patriotic Americans. They have to the their eyeballs are assaulted by images of uh, athletes, multimillionaires kneeling. During the national anthem. Right. By God. I think we should revoke the First Amendment uh, and just fuck freedom of speech. Yes. Fuck it. But only for football players. Oh, right. Yes. Football players. Right. Phil Robertson can talk all he wants. but. uh... (laughs) Oh, he was just talking the other day. I can't remember what he said, but I'm going to guess it was pretty shitty. He said, (laughs) I'd like to ask the Democrats... Do y'all love Jesus? He did. That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you know that? Yeah. The answer is no. no. <laughs> the answer is, the fuck does that have to do with politics, you piece of shit? Not your Jesus. Here in Utah, we love our own Jesus. Right. I'd like to ask Phil <laughs> Robertson, do y'all love Mormon Jesus? Oh, I can't oh, find oh. anything wrong with him. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mormon Jesus is perfect. Yeah. You know what? I'd like the uh, I'd like the Republicans perhaps to just inform us what types of protests are and are not uh, acceptable to them. Right. What is an acceptable non uh, offensive protest that can also be protesty? It's got to still be protesty. It would help if if it were white people who were doing it. I think that would be the sticking point. Tiki torches. That is (laughs) (laughs) non-offensive. That's why there were good people on both sides, you see. Did we? Right. Hey, you know what? I got tiki torches in my backyard. Like, everybody loves tiki torches. You racist (laughs) asshole. (laughs) My backyard... It's not a bastion of white nationalism. <laughs> I'm going to go on record saying that. It is now. Oh, son of a bitch. Hitler ruins everything. God damn it, I can't even have a tiki torch without making a statement now. Fucking white nationalists. Ridiculous. Oh, my God. Um, This is a Halloween episode, Chuck. It's a Halloween episode. Uh, as such, things my will favorite. be Halloween themed. Sort of. Well, maybe tangentially. Whatever. Or close enough. Close enough. That's our motto. Here in religiosophy, our facts are close enough to true. (laughs) 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 Matt, we follow the uh, conservative playbook. If I want it to be true, then in some sense, isn't it really true? It is. And if you just repeat it, as truth, it makes it true. Yeah, it's true enough. True enough. 
Now, all you have to do is say, you can either do the Trump way. You can say, like, people are saying, you know, he always does something like that. Everybody's saying this must be true. <laughs> right. Or, yeah. or look, check this segue out. Or you can go the way of our first skunk dick, uh, the pastor who prayed over Trump. He said, Hollywood drinks the blood of sacrificed children. This is a fact. That was a quote. <laughs> uh, yeah. They yeah. drink the blood of young children. This is a fact. That was his quote. That was him saying that. <laughs> so what? Uh, this guy's name is Rodney Howard Brown. He's a Christian preacher. Did you? Yeah. Did you think he was something else? No, you didn't. <laughs> uh, this was a guy who was invited to the White House. He put his hands on Trump. And in doing so, he thwarted an attack on the president. Now, when the Secret Service interviewed him, he couldn't really tell him what that attack was going to be. But he certainly thwarted it. He did some that major... Isn't putting his hands on Trump an assault on the president? I believe so. <laughs> I thwarted it when I removed my hand. <laughs> After the prayer. It worked! Now, Chuck, the next thing I'm going to read is... Uh, you could say it's a quote by this guy, but it's also a one-man show by me, Matt Wakefield. The Rodney Howard Brown story. Are you ready? I am prepared. <clears throat> they sacrifice children at the highest levels in Hollywood. They drink blood of young kids. That's a fact. That is why the next thing to be exposed will be all the pedophilia that's going to come out of Hollywood and out of Washington, D.C. The human sacrifice and the cannibalism. I can't keep a straight face. Has been going on for years. The human sacrifice. Now, some of you may say, oh, they don't do that. It's worse than you think. It's worse, Chuck. <laughs> you remember when the whole spirit cooking thing came out? Now, the, I got to The spirit cooking? The spirit you cooking the thing? the spirit cooking thing, Chuck? I did not remember the spirit cooking thing. I did not also remember <laughs> the spirit cooking thing. So I had to look up the spirit cooking thing. Now, you remember when Hillary Clinton ran a pedophile ring out of a pizza restaurant's basement? I do remember that. We all remember that. That was a fact, apparently. Uh, the spirit cooking thing went back to an artist that was sort of knew Hillary Clinton and John Podesta through John Podesta's brother. Uh, she did She did some, uh, uh, what do you call that art? Like performance art in the 90s. She called spirit cooking where she would paint uh, certain things with pig's blood. And, of course, since it's pig's blood, Christians were like, ah, it's satanic. But she's an artist making a statement. Um, and she calls that spirit cooking. But then she also actually cooks... Spirits? No, food, actually. Oh. And she hosts dinner parties, and she playfully calls that spirit cooking. And she'll email people, she'll be like, her friends, she'll be like, hey, come on over, we'll do a spirit cooking. And, and she does... Okay, she's an artist. She does do some cooking with some unusual things, among them breast milk and semen. But really, who hasn't? Okay, yeah. So you know, okay, they're not satanic rituals. And even if they were, so fucking what? They wouldn't be real. They'd just be somebody. <laughs> whoa, whoa! Fucking around. What? Sorry. Why do you hate Jesus so much? I know. Really, right? Um. Anyway, she knew the brother of John Podesta. He was in this email chain of like, "Hey, come over for my spirit cooking house party." Mm -hmm. And somehow that got related to Hillary Clinton having spirit cooking sessions, which are, of course, satanic rituals, rituals involving pig's blood. And what do they do? Who knows? Nobody. But it doesn't matter. You can just say this shit. And right. It's true. Oh, it's yeah. Now, that's the end of my aside. Now we all know what spirit cooking is. Back to my one act play. That's commonplace, ladies and gentlemen. And many of the Hollywood actors that you go to see on a screen, what you don't know is... They bring a witch. They do a big <laughs> seance right there on the set. Don't make me crack up. And they worship devils. And they allow devils to come into them before they take the part of what they're going to act. It's a fact what I am telling you. Yeah. It's a fact. I do not when doubt Tom it. Cruise was in The Mummy. Now, this makes sense. That was a devil. There was a witch. Now, I, now it all makes sense because that movie sucked. I'm talking about the mummy. 
<laughs> I love how many times he said that's a fact. Like, as the guy's talking, is the crowd laughing? And he's like, hey, fuck you. This is a fact. This is a no oh. fact. No, he says shit like, it's a fact, and you cannot reason with these people, and spirit yeah. cooking, and, and all this shit. It's not uh, ironic. It's not rhetoric. It's It's like full-on seriousness. Yeah, that's a fact. And remember, this is a guy that Trump said, hey, come on over. Come on over and put your hands on me. There you go. Yep, 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 yep. That sounds, that sounds, uh, actually, he seems uh, a lot more reasonable than I would have right. initially thought. <laughs> that pastor is the most reasonable person that to enter the White House in the last in, night. <laughs> in Trump's cabinet. Is. <laughs> <laughs> It probably is in the cabinet now. Uh, I'd like to introduce our new secretary of facts, uh, this guy. Uh, Everybody yes. line up so he can put his hands on you. The media will immediately hail him as the only adult in the room. <laughs> oh, my God. What the fuck is going on? What the fuck? That's the theme of this podcast. What the fuck, man? Yeah, I I don't know, man. I I just hope that after all this shit is said and done, we can kind of reclaim our country and start repairing all the damage. But yes, my hope is dwindling by the day. Fuck, you just nailed it right there. I want my country back. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that somewhere before. Where have I heard that? I don't know. I think I just made it up. But I want my country back. I want it back? That would be damn nice. It. It'd be nice to have someone, I don't know, just fucking vaguely competent in the White House or running the Senate or the House of Representatives or perhaps oh, in the Supreme Court. Oh, that'd be Court. the same old thing. That's the oh, swamp. Shit. That's the swamp, Chuck. Oh, it's much better with an unpredictable madman, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're we're all better off globally. Oh, I, I think we're going to bomb North Korea. I'm not sure, but. And Iran. I love yeah. how for the past, I don't know, even during the Bush years, right? It, it, you know, uh, North Korea was a crazy one. And now. Uh, yeah. No, I remember. Now it's two crazy people talking to each other, like right. bumping chess against each other. Even Kim Jong-un now is starting to sound. It's kind of like how now uh, George uh, W. Bush is coming out and he's like, hey, everybody calm the fuck down. Like he's the voice of reason now. And even Kim Jong-un a little bit is like. Whoa, what the fuck? Like, seriously. Yeah, right, right. Look, I know I'm crazy. I'm not used to the that, other people. Right, that's my job. That's yeah. what I do. I do the crazy. You guys be the, you're supposed to be the sane ones. But Trump's yeah. like, hold my beer. Let me let me see if I can make this situation worse. Yeah. Believe me. No, sir, you can't make it. Believe me, I can make it worse. Um. Now, as this is a... um. Halloween episode, Chuck. I do have a, a special, even more so, a Halloween-themed skunk dick. It involves candy. Candy, you say? Candy, I say. Yes. An Indiana pastor has allegedly molested young girls that he lured with candy. Does this even make news anymore? Yeah, this made Pastor, news. priest, molests children. Well, it's funny you said that because one of the neighbors that was interviewed in the story said... Well, he's a pastor. You just don't expect that. I and I remember reading that. <laughs> Have you exactly been fucking you paying said. attention? <laughs> Jesus. Yes. Uh, so far, Gary Evans, he's 72 years old. Now, now that you realize he's 72 years old, you're probably thinking, like, it's probably isn't the first child he's lured with candy and molested. And you'd be right. This is starting. It's just like. Like with the Harvey Weinstein allegations, like people are coming forward. Uh, this is according to court documents. This investigation began September 4th. Uh, a three-year-old told her mother that uh, Evans took her into his office. And he's like, hey, come into my office. I got candy. And once he was in the office, he pulled down his pants. He made the girl touch his penis. Now that that happened, other people have come forward once they heard about these allegations. They start asking their daughters about it. They and four other girls told about the same story. And then um, some women that were older came forward after that and said, when they were children, the same thing happened to them. 
every single one of these incidents occurred when he invited these girls into his office to get candy. That's Jesus. not how you can. Can we just pass candy. a law that uh, no priest, pastor, uh, or holy man is allowed to be unsupervised with children? Yeah. I mean, uh, you guys seem to have no problems uh, passing bathroom laws. How about, you know, go where the real action is. Let's really cut down on this uh, activity by banning, uh, you know, anytime a a priest wants to be alone with a child, he needs to have someone, preferably from a different religion, uh, present. Because they all tend to cover up for each other, too. They do. (laughs) They shuffle them off to other places. Like, oh, God. Yeah, right. So they have fresh victims, you know, they're unsuspecting. Oh, he's a priest, he's a pastor, they'll... He'll never do anything like that. Don't expect that. Jesus Christ. Paying attention to the past fucking 40 years? Right. And today, I just I was just listening to um, uh, a science panel. It was like a, it was a moderated science panel of uh, string theory f- physicists. Does that make sense? Did I get that out right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, got, I nailed it. Uh, <laughs> one of the questions that came up was uh about religion versus science and one of the one of the answers posited by one of these scientists one of these theorists was that um these things are separate and one of them deals with ethics and one deals with natural law and i gotta say i wasn't impressed i'm not impressed really by how religion deals with ethics so far yeah, the argument, uh, non-overlapping magisteria, right? That's it, exactly. Yeah, that was, uh, oh, who wrote that? Not Was that Lawrence Cross or? No, no, no. Stephen, that was Stephen Jay Gould. Stephen Jay. Was, was yeah. cool. You know, I, I uh, flatly refuse to accept that. Religion has uh, zero expertise. They have expertise in nothing. Zero, zip, nada. Uh, at most, they may or may not have expertise in their own fucking uh, mythology. So if you have a question about, hey, does this text actually say this? Don't even ask about interpretations. You'll get a million different interpretations. Right. Does, you know, is the actual text of this, does it actually say, maybe they have some expertise in that. I don't know. Uh, as far as any actual real world shit, uh, nothing. Zero, zip, not a nothing. They're experts in nothing. So not their, their magisteria is uh, one little book at most. Outside of that, nothing. You think we can get Stephen J. Gold on? Get to debate him? Like, you know what? Our next Halloween episode, Matt, should be the seance of Stephen J. Gould. Oh, is he dead? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Shows you what I know. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. He no, died, he's dead. Uh, okay. Quite some time ago, actually. So, we can't get him on. Is that what you're saying? He's not coming on? Uh, you know, well, all we need is a Ouija board. How about Douglas Adams? Can we get him on? Those things work, Matt. Did your parents ever uh, ban you from having a Ouija board? Because my parents would not have one in the house. I wanted the Ouija board, the game. Remember that came out? Ouija there was board, a the game? game? Yes, Ouija isn't board, the, the game. Isn't the game just the Ouija board? Yeah, it's just the Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Matt, like, I so want that. Oh, it's exactly God, as satanic that. as the original Ouija board. Not allowed. No, I could not have that. I couldn't have a yeah. dirt bike either, but I got that anyway. Because the dirt bike was uh, the tool of Satan? Yes. Because <laughs> this was definitely, you can't do it because, you know, they've all had satanic experiences with Ouija boards. You know, yeah. I, I think I sat around with one with one of my friends and uh, like 20 minutes before we were caught by his parents and then she took the board out. Uh, nothing oh, happened. They, yeah, they must have freaked. Did they Spoiler. walk in or- Nothing happened. No Satan. Did you guys get to that point with the Ouija board where you're like fighting over who pushes the thing to which letter? <laughs> no, everyone wanted it to work. And so we're just asking questions and the stupid thing didn't even move. It was extremely <laughs> disappointing. Uh, uh, I think if we did it, we'd just spell out penis. Yeah. You know, I just want to know why you have to have your hands on the thing anyway, right? It's, if it's... uh. It only right. 
the spirit can only come into living matter. Is that it? It can't influence, you know. But poltergeists do that shit all the time. We see that stuff all the time. Open doors, closing, lights going yeah. on and off. Come yeah, on. Bullshit. I call bullshit. Why don't you just stick a typewriter out with a piece of paper and let them like, type on it? <laughs> nah, it's too much effort. And if they hit the wrong key, then you got to stick like a little uh, erasing Right. Thing you got to have like a little thing of uh, whiteout next to the wicks yeah. of the typewriter for the ghost to use. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would probably totally believe in ghosts if we had a typewriter and a bottle of whiteout and it started typing out shit and then the whiteout like lifted up and came out and whited up. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, oh, ghosts are real. They're totally real. Well, that seals that one. <laughs> you hear every once in a while. Ah, fuck. Then the whiteout comes up. <laughs> God damn it. I remember in college where we had a typewriter that had a, a very tiny digital screen that would... um. You could, when you were writing your paper, it would, it would type out your, like, say, five words, and then there was a lag before it would type them on the paper. So you had, like, if you made an error on a word, you could correct it before it went on the paper. You get, you get, like, a five word lag. And yeah, I thought, was the, I was like, I had, this is the fucking greatest thing ever. I had one of those too. My parents got it for me in 1990 as I was going off to college. It's and right. it had a, a tiny bit of memory. It's kind of a hybrid yeah. word processor. Uh, yeah. And uh, you'd type, and it would go across the little screen, and you'd say, okay, that's good. And you had time to back up and, and change right. it before. And then it would type the entire line. Yeah. And like, literally within two years, everyone was on WordPerfect. Right. You kids today have no idea what we went through for you. No idea. <laughs> I had a class that taught us how to center things on a typewriter. <laughs> Tab. In high school. Come. Yeah, you have to set those little things on the side, right? Yeah, there's like 104 spaces, so you got to space out to 52, and then for every two letters, you backspace one. <laughs> so, if you kids are ever on a uh, type, if you ever find yourselves on a typewriter after the nuclear holocaust that is inevitably right. coming, or or maybe like solar flare, coronal mass ejection. Yeah, you know. Uh, more likely something caused by Trump. Some sort of right, Trump-induced right. post-apocalyptic uh, future. Uh, there you go. You can fo you can center shit on a typewriter. You know, I still think if there was some sort of Trump-induced post-apocalyptic nightmare, there'd still be people standing around going, but her emails! <laughs> <laughs> they'd crawl out of their holes and be like, well, at least we didn't elect Hillary. Yeah. I just imagine. didn't bring myself to vote for him. <laughs> you imagine how bad things would be? Clinton were president. Oh, my God. Or We'd all be lesbians munching carpet. Somehow, the post-apocalyptic future was all due to the Democrats. Yes. Uh, somehow. Hey, are we still doing skunk dicks? I've forgotten every single candidate we've gone over so far. Yeah, we did um, this Rushville, Indiana pastor. All right. And we did another one, which is so long ago now, I can't remember who it was, yeah. but we did yeah. it. I'll just add Phil Robertson in there, too. Why not? Yeah, Phil Robertson. Do y'all love Jesus? All right, I'm going for the uh, pastor, although, God, it seems like it's just old news. Um, I'm going for... Uh, I'm going for the Ouija board, yes. Ouija boards. Okay. They're it's fucking fake. False advertising. <laughs> Do they say, are they the ones that say for entertainment purposes only? It's like yeah. a disclaimer that yeah. if you actually summon up the spirit of Satan, it's not our uh, liability. We're not legally responsible. I'd love it if somebody put out like a game called like Aztec Sacrifice and it's like a <laughs> stone block and a knife and it's like for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> the game. <laughs> Oh, oh! Now, since this is a non-edited podcast, Chuck, um, I do have an analog computer over here to tabulate the results. Hold Excellent. Fine. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Here we go. Done. My God, that was like an that was an Aztec computer. <laughs> 
I was making cuneiform inscriptions with my <laughs> little triangular. Oh my god, anthropology humor. My favorite. <laughs> my favorite. Uh, hey, who's the winner? Who is the winner? Oh, it's fucking Ken Ham. Fucking Ken, Ken Ham. God oh my damn god. It. Have we retired his jersey yet? He seems like that asshole should be retired. It seems like it, yeah. But he always comes up with a way. He Ham finds a way. There's always a way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that was a Jurassic Park reference. Boom! Thank you. Damn, you are on Thank fire. And that, oh, that is our show. We can't top that. Nope, that's, that's chaos. And that's wait, chaos. wait, whoa! What was Can Ham the skunk dick for? Uh, What's he loves he loves Halloween. He loves it so much that he said, "Hey, you know what I'll do? I will warn people about how terrible Halloween is by selling a packet on our website for seventeen ninety nine. Yeah, to tell them how horrible it is. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. So <laughs> he's such a lover of Halloween." Yeah. He's going to tell all of his Christian minions how to fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. Now, Ken Ham has put out, and if you want this, just go to Answers in Genesis and search for the Halloween Learn and Share Kit on the Answers in Genesis store. $17.99. Now, Chuck, that's a discount over the regular price of $28.99. Whoa, that sounds like a deal. Yeah. Now, quote, be ready for the children and the parents who will soon be knocking at your door. <laughs> Look what the Bible says with this powerful teaching and share these tracks. With the Ken Ham Answers of Genesis Halloween Learn Share Kit, Chuck, you get a biblical and historical look at Halloween. We'll get to that in a second. You also get a DVD of Halloween Paganism in the Bible. I really, really want to watch this. I can't believe it's not, it doesn't exist on the internet somewhere. Can somebody rip this uh, and put it on YouTube or something? I so much want to watch it, but I, I don't think I can bring myself to I mean, 17. we don't want to incite illegal activity here. No. But if someone no. could somehow... Yes, legally. Legally acquire, perhaps you have a, a, an amazingly stupid Christian friend who has already purchased this. And borrow it and send it to Yeah, share with us our address so we can avoid them on Halloween and then send us the uh, Halloween paganism in the Bible. My favorite is uh, this sentence. This one-hour talk traces Halloween's roots back to before Christ and potentially all the way back to the dispersion at the Tower of Babel. <laughs> I love that potentially. Is, is it in there or not? Listen. Tell me we, what we, I'm getting. We here at Answers in Genesis deal with extreme precision here. So, you know, possibly we could trace Halloween all the way back to something that never happened. Just yeah. Potentially. I love it. He's going like full-on Deepak Chopra quantum level here with this potential yeah. bullshit. That's, that's, where they, that's where they want to hedge their bets. <laughs> Whether or not Halloween goes back to the Tower of Babel. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, well, Chuck, if everything came from God, everything goes back to at least the Tower of Babel. We were all there once. Uh, Now, my favorite thing, my personal favorite thing in the Halloween Learners Circuit are the Dino Bucks gospel tracks that you can hand out on Halloween. Um, Now, if you've ever seen the, the Christian scam, where they take this thing that looks like a $20 bill and they leave it for a waiter who thinks they're getting like a nice tip. And then they like, pick it up and it turns out to just be like a quotes from the Bible on like a fake looking $20 bill. And you're like, what yeah. the fuck? So the idea is surprise. You don't get money. You get something far more valuable than money. Right. But the actual lesson is we're lying and we're cheap. Yeah, Exactly. Can you imagine if you're out trick-or-treating and you get a fucking Dino Bucks gospel track from some house? Yeah. You know how fast 
I'd be getting the eggs out. <laughs> For some reason, they feature a roaring T-Rex and the gospel <laughs> message that though our creator is also our judge, Jesus took our place and offers the free gift of salvation to all who believe. All this from the mouth of a roaring T-Rex. <laughs> oh, I love to see it like a cartoon with a T-Rex going like, Jesus loves you! Ah! <laughs> He's That's eating what T-Rexes him. sound like, I guess. Ah! And the other one just seems like an advertisement for their Noah's Ark encounter. Yeah, pretty much. Bullshit. The Noah's Ark gospel tracks, also something you can hand out. But fuck well, that! Matt, that video, Halloween Pagan is in the Bible, uh, yes. is by uh, Bodie Hodge. So it's a one-hour track from Bodie Hodge, who has authored Halloween History and the Bible, which is an article on the site of Answers in Genesis. Uh, it's really the history of Halloween from a Christian perspective. You know, every time I think about Halloween, I always wonder to myself, what are the Christian roots of this holiday? <laughs> you Every might time. think that Satan invented the holiday, Matt, but as you read through this article, you would be wrong. Are you telling me Satan did not invent Halloween? Well, we'll Who? get to that. Oh, sorry. We'll get to that. Spoiler. Uh, it says in the United States and other countries, Halloween what? has become no, one no. of the most... This is America first, Chuck. There are no other countries. It's become one of the most popular unofficial holidays. What does he mean by unofficial? Um, yeah, what does he mean by unofficial? I guess it's not a federal holiday. Like, so you don't get it off work, banks don't close, etc. Does that make? Does that mean it's an unofficial Maybe, holiday? Like a, like a governmental holiday? Yeah. By the way, as a little side, when a holiday is official and sanctioned by the government, it is therefore a secular holiday. Like That's Christmas. That's correct. Wrong, because uh, we are a Christian government. Yes. Oh, based you're right. on biblical principles. Damn it! Damn it! Um, I love. He says, on the upside, retail sales boost the economy around this holiday. Oh, what? sweet! <laughs> what the fuck? Did... What? I I love how he says, on the upside. What? He didn't start with a downside. Why is Why is boosting the economy on the upside? Uh, about in, a, in an article about a, the Halloween history in the Bible. I don't. I get Christians are um, um, massively invested in the uh, economy. Well, yeah. Right? Um, I mean, Chuck Christian Christmas. Christmas on the upside, it does boost the economy. <laughs> uh, on the downside, the downside, we're celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, on this downside, downside, though, they'll get presents. Yay! Oh, by the way. His footnote, there's a footnote one to this. Um, oh, that's right. Asterisk. <laughs> so you slip down to the footnotes, and I'm expecting a source for it, but it says, I am hesitant to call this a holiday, since a holiday is a holy day, and there's little, if anything, holy in today's Halloween. But for the sake of this article, I will call it a holiday. So, like Matt, that. again, precision. Very, they're very precise <laughs> in Answers in Genesis. Ah. Uh, there's, hey, I have this feeling this whole article is about tracing Halloween back to its Christian roots. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that make it holy? <laughs> I think it's been bastardized into an and anti-holiday oh, by Satan name. himself. Oh, God damn On the it. downside, the holiday has become a time of increased crime in many places, especially arson and other acts of violence. On Halloween night, as well as the night before, Matt. Ah. There's no footnote to this. There's so not. I don't, know. I don't know if it actually has become a. Okay, a... so I looked this up. Oh, and okay, good. If I was Snopes, I would rate this as partially true. <laughs> he's he's clearly using this as an indictment of the holiday. Yes. Um, but there's really no causal link established, and. Uh, you know, I mean, this is almost a whole podcast about, excuse me, about violence around Halloween. I looked up a lot of stuff on this. It does, it does spike in some areas, but it's, it's still, I guess the criticism is still like, why does it spike? You know, now I'm sure he's going to go with the idea that it spiked because it's an evil satanic holiday. Correct, and, because Satan yeah. is in charge. So, yes. But whatever. 
I'll, I'll give him a half point on that. Okay, it's not it's not a point. It's not a it's not something I can completely say fuck you about. But you well, know. you can because I found out very quickly not- why there was no footnote. His source is in the next sentence. Even the author's house was robbed one Halloween oh! by forced entry. Anecdote. Fuck there you. you have it. Crime spikes on Halloween. I mean, if even the good Christian author's home was robbed. I, uh, by forced entry, I guess he wasn't home. So perhaps he was engaging in the satanic ritual of trick-or-treating. Uh, yeah. But that is proof positive that crime spikes on Halloween. Now, if he did lock his house and his house was robbed by eased entry... <laughs> <laughs> what would you call that would that make it better or worse that makes it better yeah <laughs> of course there's also a tremendous amount of occult activity associated with this Halloween. well of well, course I, he yeah. doesn't go into any uh, no. detail on that what does that mean I want to know what that means it's just are all there, assertions it's all like lots of are there like more ghosts and demons floating around on Halloween uh, right more Ouija board use I don't know. I don't know what that means. Uh, and I bet he did not consider that the word occult is is also used in um, in science. Actually, it's used in physics. And uh, I won't go into that, but you know. that's right well, because uh, we have precisely uh, determined ghost energy, and we can track it, as you can see on multiple Ghost Hunters episodes every year. No, that's not what I meant. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I meant uh, it can mean not apparent by mere inspection, but discoverable by experimentation. <laughs> or in medicine, presence in amount too small to be visible, like a chemical test to detect occult blood in the stool, which Correct. is something we always want to know about. You always want to know if there's blood in the stool. Yes, that means so, there is uh, demonic blood in the stool. Yes. So when I read that sentence, to me, I thought, of course, there's also a tremendous amount of blood in the stool activity associated with this holiday. So. Yes. Lots more <laughs> blood in the stool. Uh, when did modern day Halloween get started? In the early 1900s, the migrating Irish and Scots brought Halloween traditions to the United States. Ah, over over time, problem. Halloween catapulted in mainstream culture. Uh, well, there you have it. That's really the article should end there, I think. <laughs> I love the jump. It's just like, a long time ago, some people brought it over, and now it's uh, mainstream. <laughs> That's the history. Got it? <laughs> the holiday, though, has roots reaching much further back. Oh, some here. researchers claim that the holiday can be traced back 2,000 years to the Celts of Europe, who occupied parts of Ireland, United Kingdom, and Northern France. Well, then that would make sense to the Irish and Scots, Brought it over to the United right. States. <laughs> Who are these researchers he speaks of? Well, there's a footnote, too. Ah, oh, footnote, too. I love these footnotes. Here we go. The Celts were descendants of Gomer and were often equated with ancient Gauls or Galatians. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- for more on this, see the book Tower of Babel, the cultural history of ancestors, written by Bodie Hodge, <laughs> the same guy I- who wrote this fucking article. He cited himself. The descendants of Gomer? Yeah. Gomer Pyle? <laughs> that guy? Descendants of Gomer. Descendants oh, my God. Gomer. Hope that's in Genesis because, you know, as we all know, every yeah. answer can be found in Genesis. Um, <laughs> it was a pagan festival called Samhain, pronounced Samhain. Samhain. That celebrated more or less the honor of the dead, involved the offering of large sacrifice of crops and animals. More or less. Note, Footnote three. Footnote three. Woo! That's uh, ancient origins of Halloween history dot com. Uh, okay. Uh, he, uh, that's he got he did a footnote that he got something off he saw on TV. Yeah, A and E Television Network. <laughs> TV I love how he's like. Here's something I saw on TV. <laughs> he footnote TV program. Oh my god. Uh, so let's see here. He compares it to um, some Roman holidays. Yeah. But uh, where do we find the name Halloween? Uh, oh, around. Oh. I don't know. Around AD 600, Pope Boniface the Fourth. Why in the fuck would you name yourself Boniface? Boniface. Is, it, is it Boniface or is it Boniface? I don't know. 
I'm I am Boniface the face. Fool. Because, face. because there was three others. And he was like, I don't want to go with Gregory. I don't want to go with John Paul. It's so overdone. Yeah. I'll be Boniface the fourth. Doesn't that mean like beautiful face? It sounds like a beautiful face. That's what it means. Boniface. Uh, so around AD 600, Pope Boniface IV created All Saints Day. And Pope Gregory III later moved this holiday to November 1st in an effort to give a Christian alternative to this pagan celebration. Matt, that is footnote number five. Five! Halloween entry in Encyclopedia Britannica. Okay, now I call bullshit. I call bullshit. Encyclopedia Britannica hasn't existed since like 1980. <laughs> that that is not a thing anymore. Encyclopedia Britannica is the Christian version of the internet. We had a set of those things growing up. I so much wish we still had them. I'd love to look up shit in them and see how out of date it is. <laughs> I remember citing that shit in like the seventh grade. If yeah. I had to do a report in the yeah. seventh grade, I'd cite an entry in the Encyclopedia Britannica. So he says the current name Halloween originates from the day before All Saints Day, which was called All Hallow Evening. This name was shortened to All Hallows Eve or All Hallows Even. Even. Why are they all even? time and became Halloween. And now we just say Halloween. And I will never get those five minutes of my life back. Jesus Christ. Can't you just say All Hallow Evening, which was shortened to Halloween? (laughs) No, we had to go to Encyclopedia Britannica. I haven't heard that phrase, by the way, Encyclopedia Britannica, for like 20 years, Chuck. I swear to God, I haven't heard Encyclopedia Britannica for at least 20 years. Maybe longer. I used to do book reports by going to my parents' Encyclopedia Britannica and pulling down Pete. I'm doing a report on botany. What's botany? Like literally 30-something years ago. Yeah. Uh, And then my parents, by the way, they sold uh, their house earlier this year. And they called me and they said, hey, do you want to? This is the last time I heard it. I know I said 20 years, but this was the 20 years mark. Not this mark right now, tonight. But they said, do you want an Encyclopedia Britannica set? <laughs> and I was like, you still have. I almost took it. I almost took it. I thought I should take it. But then I was like, no. Yeah. We got the internet. So. Yeah. How is that possible? Yeah. Yeah. When I was a kid, hey, kids, tell, I'm talking to you kids out there listening. When I was a kid. The internet was a set of 40 volumes of books on my parents' <laughs> shelf. Where they would say things you like, when you ask, how do you spell this? They would say, look it up. Yeah. I can't spell it. <laughs> how am I supposed to look it up? That was the catch-22 of the Encyclopedia Britannica. Because <laughs> right. I would have said, like, hey, how do you spell sewing? And they would have said, look it up. And I never would have find it. Never. S-O-W. Uh, it's not here. S-E-W. Nope. Still can't find it. Anyway, that's a bit so, of satanic humor. So Bodie Hodge uh, goes on to say that other cultures have a day of the dead. So, although many affirm that Samhain is the origin of modern-day Halloween, it is significant to note how many cultures throughout our world have celebrated a oh, yeah. Day of the Dead, often with sacrifices occurring at the end of summer and fall. There seem to be too many parallels. That's italicized. Too many parallels to call these similar oh, celebrations a coincidence. That, that means he was, like, squinting his eyes when he said it. There's too many parallels. <laughs> Perhaps there's... Too many. Yes. He says, uh, he cites as evidence of this, the Mexican Day of the Dead and the Bolivian Day of the Dead. Bolivia has the Day of the Skulls, Dia de los Natitas. And that um, is in May. (laughs) It's not in fall at all. (laughs) Uh, In in Asia, there's a similar festival. The Chinese celebrate the Ghost Festival. Vietnam has a variant. In Korea, there's... Chusiak or Hankawai. Chusak. In Nepal, there's a cow pilgrimage. 
called Jatra. To I would honor totally the recently do that. Deceased. I'd totally yeah. do that. The annual Jewish holiday of the Day of Atonement is celebrated. That's Yom Kippur. Celebrated in the fall, usually September or October, but it is distinctly different in purpose. It is not an honor of the dead. Rather, it deals with soul-searching repentance and a time of great sacrifice for the sins of the people. So there's some crossover, but God instituted this date. Oh, okay. What? God what? instituted it. <laughs> yeah. Didn't we say to? some of these days are off? Some of these dates are separated yeah. by seasons? Like, yeah, months. Now, Chuck, let me give you the anthropological explanation, or the charlatan's version, yes. if you will. All these things we just mentioned are kind of northern hemisphere, right? Yes. Now, when you go to primitive cultures, fall was seen as a time of death because things die. We go to winter and the leaves fall off the trees and blah, blah, blah. And then spring was seen as a time of renewal, right? Flowers blooming, leaves come back, all that stuff. That's when you would have this kind of shit because it's like the whole sympathetic magic again. You know, it's it's just, hey, everything's dying. Let's have our dying festival. And then when spring comes, hey, everything's back. Let's have our living festival. Yay. Hey, guess when Jesus came back? You know, uh, anyway, that's that's well, Matt, the short. That would explain why, say, Bolivia, Day of the Skulls, is May 5th instead yes. of October. Uh, but he disagrees with you. He says, was it a... No, harvest? no, wait, Chuck, Chuck. This is a fact, what I have just said. It's no. Listen, was it <laughs> yeah, a harvest festival of grains and animals, which were prepared for the winter, thereby signifying death? Then later, was this festival sp- transformed spiritually to honor the dead? That's your theory, Matt. That's a theory of man. That's trusting in the arm of flesh. This might act explain why the sacrifice of animals uh, in the holidays occurred in the fall, but it fails to address why each culture deviated towards spiritual day of the dead. Also, this doesn't make sense for cultures that are in the Southern Hemisphere, where yeah. September, October, spring, not harvest time. We just sort of, uh, sort of answered that in his own. He answered it in his own right. fucking article. Bolivia is in the Bolivia same. has it in May, their fall. Uh, so there you go. That jumble of words uh, totally destroyed your argument. Damn it. Damn it. Beaten by a gish gallop. Uh, Chuck, so then what is the original source for Halloween? Well, the origin of this date, specifically for the Israelites, can be traced back to Moses, right, for Yom Kippur, because there's some sort of crossover that he didn't explain very well. Uh, oh, but God, it's a crossover event? Jesus. The day may well have been chosen by God going back to previous events. As famous Bible chronicler Archbishop Usher pointed out, uh, you know, the approximate day that Adam and Eve sinned according to Usher's calculations— and God's subsequent covering of their nakedness with animal skins. Do you see how that works? That's the costumes. That's right. Oh, I get it. Did he also invent those crappy masks where your tongue gets stuck in that hole? Do you <laughs> Do you remember his source on that is James Usher. You remember Bishop Usher? He's the guy who uh, calculated everything. That. Uh, oh, yeah. He did the annals of the world. A history yes. covering every major event from creation to 80, 70. And how come we haven't done a podcast on that? That's yes. what I want to know. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely should do a podcast on that. So I he know says it, panels I to call it, it seems no coincidence that cultures all around the world in both present and ancient times have had a holiday when the dead were remembered and animals were sacrificed. We can make a pretty strong argument that this holiday goes back to a time when all the peoples lived together. Oh, can and then they we? took this holiday to various parts of the world. Oh, oh, you see where we? we're going here? <laughs> can you see the chain of reasoning? Ah, ah I see it. I see this it. It's a pretty strong argument, Matt. Yes. Otherwise, it seems strange and difficult to explain how these cultures develop celebrations that are so similar. Yeah. Boom. Man, I feel so foolish now with my anthropological explanation. What a fool I, mean, I was, Chuck. I mean, people don't ever engage in trade or migrations. Or just develop similar things because we're similar peoples with similar problems, like dying. <laughs> Nothing ever spreads through trade or migration. Uh, and yeah, even in isolated cultures. Yeah, exactly. You, yeah. you still They're all agricultural. 
They all know it, agriculture. Uh, this would likely push the true origin of Halloween and these other Days of the Dead to the time before the dispersion at Babel over 4,200 years ago, after which different early cultures began to vary in its practice. So oh, matter- is that when it happened? Sorry. <laughs> I say to remember something about the Egyptians being like, what the fuck's going on? Like, are we dispersing? I don't yeah. know. I just built some bits. I'm staying According there. to Archbishop Usher, the time frame between these events was about 106 years, with a flood ending in 2348 BC. Now, this is, again, very precise. Oh, yeah. And the dispersion occurring about 2242 BC. So that you mentioned awesome. Egyptians. 2248 BC is uh, the end of uh, the Fifth Dynasty, kind of a unus. Uh, he reigned from 2375 to 2345. Yeah. So, uh, um, apparently, not even his reign was disrupted by the worldwide flood. He continued no. to reign three more no. years. I think the uh, Khufu had already built his pyramids at that point, right? Yes, yes. So, yeah, they probably the, just climbed on top. Those are earlier dynasties. Uh, <laughs> they were just up there on the top of the pyramid. Well, we'll wait for the waters to recede. Matt, the dispersion at uh, Babel... Uh, occurred in 2242 BC under the reign of Pepe II, uh, who went on to reign, I believe, another whopping 60 years after the dispersion of Babel. Wasn't he like 90 yeah. or 90 year reign? I can't remember. Yeah, it was uh, 96, I think, 96 years. I think yeah. he uh, ascended the throne at, a, at like a, when he was four or something i don't know he he was the one that fucked things up because he reigned too long he reigned too long but amazingly enough what happened was the tower of babel occurred all the languages were dispersed but you know the hieroglyphs at the beginning of his reign are no different than the hieroglyphics at the end of his reign so i don't know what exactly happened again maybe it's only spoken languages that were dispersed Ah. instead of Maybe Written. Egyptian was the lingua franca, and they just went with that. <laughs> no, that doesn't make they any just sense. Dispersed into various uh, dialects <laughs> of Egyptian. <laughs> yes. God. We are Coptic. In this time frame, Noah would still have been alive, of course, because he lived to like six hundred years, right? Right. I mean that that's it's it's not like this is mythology. This is actual fact. You uh, know, since you been... brought up Noah, I just want to I just want to point out that his daughters. Got him drunk and seduced him. Oh, um, he mentioned so he says <laughs> under uh, several reasons that have been suggested for so many cultures having a day of the dead. One of them is: Did Noah's wife die soon after the flood, and this day uh, honored her? Because you remember, by the time Ham had fathered Canaan and sinned against Noah, Noah's wife is not mentioned and conspicuously absent. And Japheth and Shem, Noah's sons were left with the task of covering their father's nakedness after he got drunk and lay and covered in his tent. I think that was heretofore the wife's job. Did I did I get that fact wrong? It, w- it wasn't his daughters that got him drunk? Am I conf- inflating things? Uh, I believe that's Lot. Was that Lot? Oh, that was I Lot. Believe, I believe you're conflating that with Lot. Ah, oh, damn it. There's so many drunken bastard I, prophets in the Old Testament. They all so blur together. crazy drunken incest in the Bible. I can't keep it straight. <laughs> But, you know, it's a source of all morality. So, anyway, continue. Had Noah's wife died fairly early prior to Babel, this well-known matriarch's death would have been remembered by each culture after their dispersion in Babel. Even though they have different languages, they would have then, of course, carried that on, and it eventually became Halloween. Now, he has a footnote 10 on this, and he says, I doubt that Noah's death was the reason for the Days of the Dead, since Noah lived for about 250 years after the event at Babel, if Usher's calculations are accurate. <laughs> oh, they're accurate, baby. That was, some, that was some fucking good math. Quit hedging. Come on, man. You believe in a fucking talking snake and uh, biting an apple for some reason, bringing sin into the world. Quit hedging on fucking Bishop Usher's calculations. Yeah. Really. Uh, did Satan, the one who comes to kill and steal and destroy... John 10, 10. Move throughout all the pagan cultures after the dispersion to develop these days of the dead? So this possible. is possible. <laughs> <laughs> it seems Satan would almost have to have an omnipresence and uh, omnipotence about him to do such <clears> a thing. <throat> and although Satan would like us to think he has these attributes of God, he doesn't. 
Oh, he doesn't? No. Okay. It says I so can believe right he's in this not article. omnipotent because that would make no sense. Uh, if, but, but he can't just be everywhere. Well, Say, yeah, why not? He can only be somewhere. He can only be one place. He's just some loser. I don't know. That doesn't sound good enough. That doesn't sound like an adversary worthy of God, Chuck. Seems pretty weak. Yeah. This I love. This is just uh, a great example of Christian scholarship here. And although Satan would like us to think, <laughs> yes, he's a, he doesn't. He, you know what Satan like you to think? He like that you think that, but he doesn't. I he's a loser. No, no questions. <laughs> he does not. Uh, and uh, he said, due to the many varied accounts of celebrations of the Day of the Dead around the world, I would strongly suggest that its origin was a time when people groups were still gathered together or had closer ties. Is the event of Noah's sacrifice where the Day of the Dead really originates? It is possible. No, it's possible. Is it probable? (laughs) Oh, no. No, (laughs) no, no. That's too mathy. Oh, too mathy. Damn it. He goes into uh, mathy. A whole uh, multiple paragraphs about why sacrifices, uh, because a lot of Days of the Dead sacrifices were involved. I'm going to go ahead and, and skip that entire section. It's terrible. Yeah, fuck sacrifices. I really want to know about the evils of modern day Halloween yeah. and what I can do, Chuck, as a yeah, Christian. The evils of modern day Halloween and what a Christian can do. It should be obvious from a Christian perspective. Oh, good. Here we oh, can have so a Christian he doesn't have to tell us. <laughs> he has to tell us because we're not Christians. Oh, shit. That's right. We're not Christians. That many modern practices of Halloween and Days of the Dead have evil intent. First ah! Corinthians 10.20. There has been considerable paganism what? that has wait, been associated. Wait. They, in First Corinthians, it actually says modern practices of Halloween have evil intent. Yes. It says... He quoted the fucking Bible right there about the modern practices of First Corinthians ten twenty says, No, I imply that what pagans sacrifice they offer to demons and not to God. I do not want you to be participants with demons. But what the what? Paul talking to have anything to do with modern Halloween. Uh, yes, yes. Modern practices of Halloween, such as animal sacrifices to demons, have evil intent. Who's doing that? They're taking it metaphorically. You're doing Halloween <laughs> wrong if you're, you're doing eating, that. <laughs> you're, you're eating candy. <laughs> you're offering sacrifices up to demons. Even evil acts such as vandalism, fires, destructive pranks, glorification of sensuality, death, and the <sighs> demons are in strong opposition to the fruit of the spirit. Whoa, that's a little sexy, I gotta so, say. Uh, a word of caution must be given to evangelicals who promote some of the questionable modern practices of Halloween, such as Animal sacrifice. Yeah. And uh, fruit of the spirit. Although I kind of like what he's saying there. Glorification of sensuality. (laughs) If anything, an alternative in opposition to Halloween should be offered by Christians. Psalm 24.1 points out that everything belongs to the Lord. Uh, Therefore, there's no reason to let Satan have Halloween. It was not his day in the first place. Oh. In other words... Satan took this holiday. We're taking it. it back. What? Yeah. Uh, you were doing that U2 thing. Yeah. Right? Something this like is that. a holiday Satan stole from the Lord. That's we're right. taking it back. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody gets that, you got to email us. If you get that reference, I'm going to say email us. I don't, no, don't email us. We don't read email. No. What's snail, email? Snail mail us. So, where do you go from here? Uh, yeah, what do we do? Where do you go from what here, do we Matt? do, Chuck? I'm uh, feared and scared. I'm Please encourage your pastors and elders to have some sort of church function to counter modern practices oh, of Halloween. God. Of course, one of the only nice things that Halloween really has to offer could also be involved. Sweet treats! In parentheses, in moderation, of course. <laughs> oh, you fucker! You stole in moderation from the Greeks! That's pagan, asshole! Eat oh, shit. God damn it. Chuck, even in moderation, you must be moderate. Does that make sense? Yes. For who will moderate the moderators? <laughs> Halloween is the one goddamn day of the year 
where you can get a bag full of candy and say, fuck moderation. And That's eat right. the shit out of that. Every other day is for moderation. Not this day, Chuck. Not this day. Halloween is for diabetes. That's right. Halloween is where I up my odds of getting type 2 diabetes. If a Christian alternative is not possible in your location, then take advantage of this opportunity to share with people the message of the gospel and how Jesus Christ has conquered death in the first... Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. That never happened to me when I was trick-or-treating, but I would be so fucking pissed off. I'm expecting some candy, and they uh, give me some gospel tractor to talk about Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck you. Look, Christians, Halloween, it's easy. Okay, Okay. you don't even have to give out a full-size bar. Really, if you're any sort of decent person, if you have any claim of the high ground of morality, you will give out full-size bars. But I'm not even saying you have to do that. But the least you can do is just give out candy to children and shut the fuck up. Shut the yeah. fuck I up. I think even, even if uh, someone had given me candy and said, and by the way, Jesus Christ, I would never go back there again. Oh my god! Can you? How time. about a candy bar wrapped in a Dino Buck? <laughs> fuck you! <laughs> shit. I would never trust that candy bar. Uh, there's razors and nope. needle blades. You know, no nope. needle blades. If I, I eat this thing, thing, I'm gonna get molested, or at the very <laughs> least, have nightmares of molestation. It's no good. Oh, oh. There you go, don't. Matt. Oh. That's the Christian. Tracing the roots, Halloween, all the way back to, uh, for some reason, Yom Kippur, I think, and uh, before the dispersion of the Tower of Babel, which we all know is a real event, as linguistics show us, all of the languages, uh, everyone spoke one language up until, what, uh, like 2200 BC, and then all the languages just sprouted out of nothing uh, all at once. That's not, you know, it's amazing. It's still amazing to me that people believe this shit literally happened. Like there was a literal global flood. And before that, there was no rainbow. And right. uh, it seems so so clearly mythological, such as so clearly explanatory, right? I'm trying to explain what a fucking rainbow is. Right. Uh, and I'm trying to explain why there are different languages. But <laughs> and this, yeah. is why, this is why we think you're so stupid, Christians. This is why. You take I, this shit literally. I I want to respect your beliefs. Like I'll respect your beliefs. We'll all just go about our day. But I can't. I can't do it. Not <laughs> I this can't. shit. I can't do I it. Can't. And what's worse? What's ten times worse is they'll do shit like this, and they'll be like, "Oh, <laughs> other religions so superstitious. So oh god, right? No one really believed that shit in uh, Greek mythology. I mean, right. <laughs> That's mythology. it's so obvious." It's so obviously mythology. Oh, my God. Demeter didn't actually spend half the year down in uh, uh, Hades. Oh, Persephone. Good God, Chuck. Get your Greek religion correct. Demeter is the mother. Right. Now, this makes perfect sense because Persephone, Hades abducted Persephone to, uh, to his realm. And there she ate six seeds of the pomegranate. So when Demeter came to get her, he said, like, no, she ate some pomegranate. And they agreed that, okay, so she ate six. She has to stay here six months of the year. So seems legit. Is why we have seasons. Yep. Because Demeter mourns uh, the loss of her daughter for those six months. And that is why we have two seasons. She sits there and goes like, oh, God. And then right before she comes back, she's so happy she starts crying. And that's why it rains in the spring. I think we can trace the history of Halloween to Persephone trick-or-treating in Hades and getting the pomegranate seeds. Oh, I loved it when Persephone would dress up in skin suits she stole from evil Greek. But Matt, of course. Who died ignoble deaths. That is only if... Uh, Socrates' calculations are correct. Uh, well, I'm I'm perfectly willing to accept his calculations, Chuck. I love how they're skeptical on uh, <laughs> Bishop Usher's calculations and display zero skeptical nature. Skepticism? And no skepticism whatsoever about the uh, hokey Everything Tower of Babel story. Right. I think people actually were building a tower to get up to God. 
And God was like, oh, my God, they're going to reach my house. Oh, right. they're fuck up their I'm not, not going to destroy the tower. <laughs> fuck up their languages. And then they're all like, ah, shit, I can't communicate with anybody else. I guess I'll just go disperse. Well, Chuck, if there's anything I learned from The Conjuring, it's that Christians are highly skeptical and willing to accept secular reasons <laughs> for supernatural events. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Lord. Uh, All right. Happy Halloween, everyone. Uh, I recommend this year uh, when you take your kids out, arm them with Bible tracts. And as you get candy, I want you to pass back the word of the Lord. And send me all the fun-sized Snickers. Yeah, right. You can't eat candy. That's of Satan. (laughs) You got to mail that to Matt.